Hey, welcome to episode show number 61 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 61, season number four. When I think about 61, you know, I wasn't around then. I, um, I was not born, I was born after 61. How about that? At least I can say that, right? When I think about 61, I think about that movie called 61. Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. Baseball players that had a season before my time. I highly recommend that movie if you get a chance to watch it. I think I watched it on, gosh, I want to say HBO a few years ago. I'm sure it's still out there. Check it out. Uh, 61, you know, there's obviously there's actors playing Roger Maris and uh, Mickey Mantle. Um, gosh, the movie must have been done. Man, it probably probably was done close to eight, nine, ten years ago, if not longer. Check it out sometime. Talking about the Jaguars um, preseason, when's the last time the Jaguars have been 2-0 in the preseason? Nice 28-23 win over Dallas. Game two, the Jaguars really dismantled the Lions. I think this, I think the game, I think it was worse than the score indicated. The Lions punter all of a sudden had made like five punts, I think, in the first half. The Jags defense played well. The roster's better from top to bottom. General manager Trent Baalke has just got to make the right cuts because there's going to be some guys cut off this football team that are going to be scooped up and salivated by some of the other 31 general managers in the National Football League. Miami, the Dolphins are next up at home. Only home game of the preseason. The um, The news we got from Coach Doug Peterson kind of vaguely, but he kind of came out and said, hey, the starters are going to play. I don't think he said how much they'll play. I guess they'll play as much as uh they are deemed needed to play maybe a quarter maybe two quarters running back tank bigsby's had a very good training camp our executive producer jc got to give him credit he said tank bigsby when trent balky this is his draft to trent balky urban meyer is not around obviously trent balky's drafting all these players and uh, General Manager Trent Baalke, you know, and the scouting department are responsible for, you know, basically pulling the trigger, and, or I should say pushing the button and getting Tank Bigsby in the third round. I think it's one heck of a pick. It looks like he could be the number two running back um, behind uh, Travis Etienne. So what happens with the rest of the running back room? Um. The run, the free agent out of Cleveland is running really well. I think he had two touchdowns in the last game. I think he makes the team. It's you know, salary cap is going to come into play though, but those might be the top three running backs. Um, what's the kid's name from Cleveland? DeAndre Johnson. I never can, I never can get, I never can get his name right. I never can. I don't. I don't know why it is. He's got one of those names where DeAndre Johnson. I think it's a little bit different than what I'm saying here. Jaguars, Jaguars running back, right? 
Played with the Browns last year. He backed up, basically backed up Ernest Johnson. How about that? <laughs> That's his name, Ernest Johnson. Jacksonville Jaguars running back. Uh, Ernest Johnson was a backup for Nick Chubb in Cleveland. I think Ernest Johnson had one really good game and big game in Cleveland. So he's got potential. I think he got two touchdowns in the Lions victory. So he's scoring in the goal line. You, you can't take that away from a guy. Two touchdowns in a game. This guy runs hard, and I think he may make the team. He was signed as a free agent in the offseason from Cleveland, not as a top-tier free agent, but as a second or more than likely almost third-tier free agent. Dearness Johnson um, ha- is on the inside track to making the team. Um, we obviously know the top running back. And running backs, maybe they're going to make a comeback now because I'm hearing the running backs. I heard a guy the other day talking on a on another uh, sports show saying, hey, he thought running backs were making a comeback now and the teams might start leaning on the running backs more generally across the National Football League. Time will tell them that. But obviously you've got a guy that's got a lot of speed, burst, and can take it a long way quick on perhaps any given play and running back uh, Travis Etienne. The number two guy starting to look like Tank Bigsby. Number three, probably this guy, Dearness Johnson. And then you got Snoop Connor and Jermichael Hasty probably fighting for the fourth spot. There's still a lot of football to go, and when I say a lot of football, there's one more preseason game. And I think most all these guys will play. I don't think Jamichael Hasty's had a lot of carries. Maybe he'll get some. Maybe he'll get a, a good string of carries in this uh, Miami preseason game at home, which is Saturday. I think the kickoff this Saturday is at like seven o'clock. At uh, have to get used to saying the stadium. They've changed the name of the stadium quite a bit off and on. It's now known as it's not TIAA Bank Field anymore. It's not even Everbank Field. It's Everbank Stadium here in 2023. And the interesting thing is, in a couple of years from now, it looks like the the Jaguars and the city of Jacksonville will be building a new stadium around 2025, 2026. That's going to be interesting. There's going to be some negotiations with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the city of Jacksonville, quite frankly. One thing that has come to mind uh, to me recently has been injuries. There's been a slew of injuries, but none of them have been really that bad. Most of the injuries are injuries, um, you know, except for the AFib injury with uh, Tyler Shadley, and he plays if the doctor says he can play. I'm sure that's what it comes down to with the AFib or the fluttering heart issue with uh, – uh, center guard Tyler Shadley, who most years of his career has been a backup, but he's played a lot of football. There's been a lot of injuries to the the centers over the years. Uh, Brandon Lender, who retired, I think, early in his career, even though he was around a long time. So the AFib issue is serious, especially with the young man's life. You know, he's got a long time, expecting a long time after football. The rest of the injuries are more or less, you know, day-to-day, maybe a week or two at the most. Then you run into this issue of Devon Hamilton. He was signed in the offseason 
He was drafted by the Jaguars. Um, I saw an article that uh, Michael DeRocco wrote with the mothership ESPN staff writer. Says Jaguars Devon Hamilton out indefinitely with back injury. And apparently this is not related to any football activity. This is something, you know, he tweaked, you know, apparently when not playing football. Jacksonville Jaguars starting defensive tackle Devon Hamilton is out indefinitely with a back injury, uh, the team said last Sunday. Uh, in a statement, the Jaguars said Hamilton is dealing with a non-football-related medical issue, and there's no timetable on his return as of yet. That sounds like he's going to be out for more than days. Um, the medical staff plans to um, uh, keep everyone informed on his progress. And when we hear something different, obviously, we'll let you know. Duraco said at the appropriate time and, you know, in his article, um, Jacksonville Jaguars coach Doug Peterson was quoted on Monday morning, said Monday morning that Hamilton was not at the team facility, but was being monitored by local doctors. Uh, he reiterated, coach Doug Peterson reiterated that there is no timetable for Hamilton's return. So he's definitely out. But um, Duranco said he got a text message also that said he's talking about Devon Hamilton, that he's doing much better and feeling better. Um, apparently, uh, Coach Doug Peterson said he's definitely on the road to recovery now. We'll see what happens. We're not getting a lot of definitive stuff uh, yet on this. Um, let's hope and even pray that, you know, Devon Hamilton will be okay. His back will get to feeling better and he'll get an opportunity to get back and start playing football, whether it's a, you know, in a few games, a few weeks, or dare I say it in a few months, we'll see what happens. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. That's the injury that, you know, kind of, um, has me worried the most because stopping the run, you know, is is really part of what what the Jaguars got to do before they even get to the thing called the pass rush. They got to stop the run. The Jaguars' defense should be improving. A lot of first-year guys now become second-year guys. You know, Devin Lloyd, Trayvon Walker, to name a few, Chad Muma. These are guys that got to really grow up in year two and improve. And I believe the majority of the players will. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Devon, you know, Hamilton injury, obviously. He just signed a new three-year contract with the Jaguars in the offseason. So they're definitely going to monitor this situation. Back to the running back room. Yeah, I mean, it looks like, obviously, um, ETN's your top running back, and everybody knows that. Uh, running back, uh, Travis ETN's a number one guy. Tank Bigsby making a case to be number two. Dearness Johnson scored a couple of touchdowns against Detroit in the preseason game against the Lions. He might be number three. And then you got Snoop Connor and Jermichael Hasty battling for number four. But how many running backs do you keep? 
That is a question. That's a question going to be answered in late August when general manager Trent Baalke and Jaguars coach Doug Peterson kind of work hand in hand, um, put their heads together and cut this roster down to 53. There are 16 slots available, obviously, for the practice squad. There's different ramifications on guys that can get on the practice squad, guys that can slip on the practice squad, and another team not you know not scarfing them up. So again, we'll see what happens with that. We're brought to you by Saucer Realty and Capital. Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida. Saucer Realty and Capital. Whether you're buying, selling, whether it's home residential business or commercial real estate. I had lunch with Larry the other day. Man, we had the shrimp over at uh, Pier 6 in the Little Mac, as I call it, McClenny. Man, great restaurant out of the way. And um, I just don't know what happened. Uh, we had lunch late, lunch late in the afternoon on a Sunday. And I think they put extra shrimp in there. Or maybe we got the large order, but it was a lot of shrimp in that order from Pier 6. Also want to talk to you about Lake Eufaula Hits. Lake Eufaula Hits, obviously a legitimate sponsor of the Till Shirt Report podcast and everything we do. LakeEufaulaHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. That's LakeEufaulaHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. They recently introduced Midnight Rock, Midnight Central Time, 1 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. They have Rock Saturdays already. It's 2000s, Monday through Friday nights. And don't forget about the recognizable and identifiable hits during the banker's hours. Monday through Friday from morning until late afternoon. Rock Saturdays. And again, hits 2000s, Monday through Friday evening. Monday through Friday nights, hits 2000s. At midnight rock, late at night, midnight central, 1 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. The EXFL 60-yard football league, eight-man versus eight-man. They're down to four teams in the playoffs. Playoffs. Devil Dogs have to play on the road because they're the four seed. Clay County, Florida Devil Dogs will be traveling. They will be traveling on to play the South Florida team. I believe they're known as the South Florida Raptors and the EXFL. So the Clay County Devil Dogs, Clay County, Florida Devil Dogs in their inaugural season in the EXFL, eight-man versus eight-man league. They uh, will be playing down in South Florida. They'll be playing the South Florida Raptors, I believe they are. The other playoff game will have the uh, uh, Palm Beach Capos hosting the Pine County Falcons. Those are the four teams in the playoffs in the EXFL. Well, as soon as the National Arena League championship was won by the Jacksonville Sharks, the Sharks said, hey, we're out of here. We're heading to a new league. The Sharks, Jacksonville Sharks heading to a league that I like to watch on YouTube called the IFL. Indoor football league got a lot of West Coast teams in there. I think Fresno's got a team, Frisco. There's teams in um, New Mexico, Arizona. I think the Green Bay Blizzards in that league, the Massachusetts Pirates, there's teams spread out in that league and West Coast teams, too. So the Jacksonville Sharks, the announcement just came down this week. The Jacksonville Sharks now joining the IFL, the, in, the Indoor Football League. Who told me first? Well, John Gaylor did. Our uh, 
our correspondent and supporter of of the one of our supporters of the podcast, and of course, you know he certainly helps us a lot. One of our correspondents, and we appreciate it, John, letting us know about the Sharks making that move, Jacksonville Sharks moving to the IFL. Columbus Georgia Lions are in a different league, and I think they've changed the letters, but the Columbus Georgia Lions won the AIFA championship over the Mississippi Raiders a few weeks ago. I think they're in the same league, but they're changing the letters or something. We'll, we know more about that. We'll let you know. Jumbo shrimp season coming to an end. We'll update you on the shrimp. Heck, I can do that now. Um, the shrimp had a game. I know they had a game Sunday. They had an off day. Let's see. They had an off day on uh, Monday. Most teams in AAA baseball have. And the season's winding down. Let's take a look. Uh, Sunday, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp um, beat the Lehigh Valley team 7-4 at Lehigh Valley. The Shrimp 57-62 and after the Sunday win over Lehigh Valley. Let's take a look at Tuesday. Tuesday's games. Should have been some games on Tuesday, I believe. Season coming, well, actually nearing an end. I think this is the first time the Shrimp have played the Columbus Clippers. Long time uh, AAA franchise. The Columbus Clippers up in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus Clippers 11, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 3. That game was played on Tuesday. Yes, it was. It was played on Tuesday, August 22nd. The Shrimp, you know, having trouble with their pitching, shutting down teams. The Columbus and the Columbus Clippers are 10 games under 500. So it was a tough game. Rough outing for the pitchers. Um, Castano, 3-1. and one. His first loss, he took the loss. His ERA now is ballooned to 4.34. Uh, Columbus Clippers 11, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 3. The Jumbo Shrimp now fall to 57 and 63. And they're running out of games, getting near the you know end of the season. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp now 57 and 63 on the 2023 AAA baseball campaign. Been you know a little bit of a subpar year with the team being under 500 most of the year, although you know just. Uh, about three weeks ago, they put together an eight-game winning streak. So that's probably the highlight of the season was the eight-game winning streak that the Jumbo Shrimp put together about three weeks uh, or so over an eight-game period, obviously. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll be back with more. We'll talk about the Jaguars. Next preseason game is Miami at home uh, this Saturday night. Should be exciting as the Jacksonville Jaguars play preseason game number three. And maybe even more exciting for some people is, hey, it's the last preseason game. And then the Jaguars move into regular season mode. However, there's going to be there's going to be some flux for a few days because after the final preseason game, I think there's still like at least nine or ten game nine or I should let me repeat that nine or ten days before the regular season opener against the Indianapolis Colts. So you see, the thing about it is um, they got to get down to 53. That's going to happen in late August. Then they'll, you know, Trent general manager Trent Baalke will start assembling the practice squad after the cuts. There are still, it used to be 10, but 
I think since COVID, they increased the uh, practice uh, practice squad slots now to 16. We got more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. We're also brought to you by XFLToday.net. Follow the XFL. Go to XFLToday.net. The season, the 2023 season, concluded several weeks ago. The Arlington Renegades, uh, coached by Bob Stoops, won the 2023 XFL championship, XFLToday.net. We gave you the four teams in the EXFL playoffs, which is a completely separate league from the XFL. Jacksonville Sharks moving to the IFL. One word about the IFL I want to say. I've watched some of those games on YouTube. The majority of the games are on YouTube. They're very well produced. Uh, This is a strong league the Sharks are moving into. I like the league. Um, I've watched a lot of IFL games. And what's interesting to me is some of the IFL teams actually like to run the football, opposed to airing it out. A lot of teams still air it out, but... And the IFL has been a different kind of animal. I've enjoyed watching that league over the last couple of years. And now the Jacksonville Sharks will be a part of the indoor football league. More of the Till Shirt Report podcast coming up again. We want to salute Mad Max and the Mad Max Mix.Weebly.com. Internet radio music request show on Wednesday nights with Mad Max. I was on his show just a few days ago getting interviewed by Max. We enjoy talking music. Uh, football, check out the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com, the Internet Radio Wednesday night musical quest show from 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock, um, 6 o'clock till 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock till 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Max is listen, he's listened to all over the Southeast and beyond. A lot of listeners in Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, up in Michigan and most states in between. You'll find the links to Mad Max's Wednesday night show on our website at bigjreport.com in the Neighbors 2 section, and also the Outside the Box section where there's an article about Mad Max and his Mad Max mix heard each Wednesday night at madmaxmix.weebly.com. we got more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Stay tuned and stay with us. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Thank you for listening. Episode show number 61 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast as we try to make sense out of it all. It's that time of the year with the final, now finally the final, the finale, the final preseason coming up for the Jaguars. They host the Miami Dolphins. It is going to be this Saturday night. Let me uh, let me pull out the, the calendar here. It's going to be this Saturday night, August the 26th. Monumental game. Uh, for the Jaguars, because after this game, the coach has got to make some decisions. Now, we've heard Coach Doug Peterson say, hey, a lot of the starters, maybe not all of the starters, but we heard Doug say he's going to play a lot of his starters in this game against the Dolphins. Does that mean the first couple of series, the first quarter, the first half at the most? Depending on which guys need the work, depending on which guys the Jaguars uh, brass needs to take a look at, I still think you're going to see in the second half, the majority of the players are going to be 
you know, second, third, four stringers, guys that won't be on the team, you know, in the next few days when the cutdowns are made down to 53. There's 16 slots on the practice squad. We'll see what happens. You know, as we record this segment of our podcast, it's uh, now Friday morning, August 25th. We got some some better news concerning Devon Hamilton. This is a non-football-related injury. The best I can tell, the best I've heard, it's some type of back injury. Not sure how it was caused. I'm not even going to speculate, but the news is he may be back very soon. I can tell you from my own personal experiences of having some, you know, back trouble over the years, you know, years and years ago, that, man, it'll come and go uh, if you have back trouble. Um, A guy that's in his kind of supreme health as an athlete, you know, he'll, he'll get over this. He must have tweaked the back in a bad way. Apparently, there's... There's good news. He's getting better. Has got to be the take because we keep hearing he's going to be back soon. I don't see. We'll, I don't think we're going to see Devon Hamilton out there this Saturday night in the preseason game. I think he's he's going to be he's he's going to miss this one. But hopefully he's back into the regular season and back out of practice, being able to actively practice real soon. Devon Hamilton, man, the Jaguars need you. He's a nose tackle, defensive tackle. And it all starts with stopping the run. If the Jaguars can stop the run, the pass rush will come. With second down and long, third down and long situations, the pass rush will come. The defensive line holds up better and improves. It's going to make the back end better too. Just football 101, in my opinion. Then we get all these guys that say, hey, the running game is coming back. Teams might be running the ball more than they used to. So that's good news for the running backs, right? But they're going to get used and, in some cases, overused. I like what the Jaguars are doing because they got a, they got multiple running backs. They're probably going to keep as many as they can on the roster, which means they're going to keep at least three, maybe four. Put a guy on the practice squad. If they could sneak a guy on there, I think your third-string quarterback will try to be – they'll try to sneak him on the practice squad too. I'm talking about Rourke. The guy, the Canadian Football League guy that's now with the Jaguars that has played well in the uh, preseason. By the way, the stadium, it's official. The logo, the new Everbank Stadium logo is now in the stadium in advance of this Saturday night's game, August 26th. Go Jaguars, right? Well... Going to play a lot of the starters. I, I think Coach Doug Peterson feels like Miami's going to play a lot of their starters. So you may really see a really uh, rock'em, sock'em type game early on. What I like is the Jaguars' backups seem to be better than they've been in a long time. Like the, the roster from top to bottom is much better. The teams in the NFL are going to be watching to see who the Jaguars cut because they're going to they're going to attempt to pick some of those guys up because the roster is better now, top to bottom, bottom to top, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. General Manager Trent Baalke's got to be good and got to be lucky some two to keep the right 53 and be able to sneak a guy or two onto the practice squad that they really want to keep. It's going to be interesting. Um, cut downs, I'm, I'm sure they're already thinking about some of the guys are going to cut. Uh, if you're a guy on the bubble for the Jaguars, man, you need to perform well in this uh, Miami game. 
this Saturday night, August 26th, at Everbank Stadium, now officially known as. College football got some games coming up. Florida Gators actually start their season on a Thursday night. Is that crazy or what? That's going to be August 31st. Utah may be having a little bit, little bit of trouble with a couple of injuries. Maybe the quarterback situation for Utah is not completely settled on who's going to play in game one. Utah was an eight-point favorite. Now they're down to a five-point favorite. But bear in mind, this game is at Utah. And obviously the Utah Utes are going to have the home field advantage in this one against the Florida Gators. There's no doubt about it. Utah is a five-point favorite, but at one time they were an eight-point favorite. Florida, the key to their season is how much will the defense improve? Any improvement is going to be mar- is going to be a good mark at this point, right? Any improvement is going to be much needed. How much better will the, the Gator defense be with the new defense coordinator? We'll find out. The season opens Thursday night, August 31st. Uh, Florida Gators, a five-point underdog at Utah. There's some other games on August 31st as well. UCF, and I read an article by Gene Fernet um, several weeks ago, back in July, I believe July the 8th. Um, Gene Fernet with the Times Union, USA Today, folks. Gene Fernet wrote UCF should have equal standing now with UF, FSU, and Miami now that UCF, the Central Florida Knights, are joining the Big 12. I think the Big 12 is going to be viable. You know, obviously, Oklahoma and Texas are moving into the SEC in 2024. They got new teams moving in there. You know, they got BYU, Cincinnati, which both of those have had pretty good football programs. Cincinnati here lately. Brigham Young, off and on for many, many years, have had a good football program. Got Houston in a good-sized market uh, moving into the Big 12, and there'll be some instant, you know, rivals, Texas Tech and um, some of the other teams from, you know, near the southwest part of the world, Oklahoma State. So Houston's getting into the fray with the Big 12, as you know, as as well as Cincinnati, UCF, am I am I missing someone? I think I am. It's four new teams moving in to the Big 12. You got UCF, you got BYU, you got you got Houston, and then you got one other one. I hear Colorado's uh, maybe after this year moving from the Pac-12 back to the Big 12. A lot of teams, and I've actually mentioned that four team that's moving in. We'll we'll remember here. In just a little bit, but Florida State's going to open the season um, September the third. That's right, Florida State. I, I kind of looked at Florida State's game. They're playing LSU. LSU's actually a two and a half point favorite. Um, that game with uh, Florida State and LSU is going to be at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. I believe that's September. September 3rd, right? Is that September 3rd? My goodness, I um, I had that a few minutes ago, but Florida State is playing. You know, obviously LSU, you know, LSU is going to be the favorite by two and a half points. Yeah, I'm pulling it up now. Uh, it's going to be on ABC TV September 3rd, 7.30 p.m. 
The LSU Tigers playing the Florida State Seminoles. Both teams 0-0, zero and zero, their first game, their first matchup of the year. It'll be on ABC, and it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It sure is. Uh, Georgia's opener. Georgia's going to open um, with UT Martin, the Skyhawks. How many points does Kirby want to score? He's going to score 40, 50, 60 in this game. He's going to empty the bench. Georgia plays on September the 2nd now. Since Georgia's playing on Saturday, September the 2nd, it must mean the LSU-Florida State game is on a Sunday. I believe that's Sunday night, September the 3rd at 7.30 p.m. TV runs the thing. As you know, they decide the kickoff days, times, and whatnot. There's a lot of August 31st games I'm hearing. Uh, Florida-Utah, Kent State at uh, UCF. Rhode Island plays at Georgia State up in Atlanta against the Panthers. Now, this Saturday, football is getting cranked up, even though it's the, I think it's the last Saturday in uh, August. Navy versus Notre Dame. UTEP, that's Texas El Paso versus Jacksonville State, just to name a few of the games coming up. And then Georgia opens the following week at home at Sanford Stadium, 6 o'clock p.m. kickoff against UT Martin. Known absolutely as the Skyhawks. We're going to continue. We've got more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. I want to tell you we're brought to you in part by Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. Dee Dee McDermott, contact him if you're, hey, if you're considering, and I'm sure a lot of people have been considering, going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame up in Canton, Ohio. Dee Dee is still planning to put some trips together to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Some may be leaving from up north. Some may be leaving from uh, down here in the south. Let me give you D.D. McDermott's phone number. He's a great football fan, by the way, D.D. McDermott. So contact him. You can talk sports, talk about his uh, uh, potential trips to the Pro Football Hall of Fame up in Canton, Ohio, as he's been putting those together uh, for a while now. And let me give you D.D.'s phone number. You know, my executive producer has Dee Dee McDermott's phone number. I wouldn't say on speed dial, but he has his phone number lodged in his memory bank. However, yours truly, a lot of times I need to look up Dee Dee's phone number. Dee Dee's phone, phone number is actually in my phone. Isn't that amazing? Not everybody can remember everybody's phone number nowadays. But what I was going to tell you is, um, let's pull up the number for D.D. Dee Dee McDermott. And here's his phone number. He's right here in Jacksonville and in North Florida. If you're interested in future trips to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, D.D.'s planning to put them together. Um, contact D.D. McDermott by phone, 904-442-3810. That's his phone number. 904-442-3810, or you can email D.D. McDermott at Don, D-A-W-N, McDermott, M-C-D-E-R-M-O-T-T, 32218 at yahoo.com, Don McDermott, 32218 at yahoo.com, or simply pick up the phone and text, or better yet, call D.D. McDermott at 904-442-3810, 904-442-3810, D.D. McDermott, with elegant time travel and dark 
Diamond Entertainment. We've interviewed Dee Dee uh, many times on the podcast about his Pro Football Hall of Fame trips. Better yet, give Dee Dee a call. Find out more. 904-442-3810 is his phone number. We got more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. We're brought to you in part by Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida. You'll find the link to Saucer Realty and Capital on our website at bigjreport.com. Also, lakeyoufallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And check out the Mad Max Mix, madmaxmix.weebly.com. That's the madmaxmix.weebly.com for the Internet Radio Wednesday Night Musical Request Show. That's the Internet Radio Wednesday Night Musical Request Show from 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. I'll try to say it again. The Wednesday night, the Internet Radio Wednesday Night Musical Request Show with Mad Max at madmaxmix.weebly.com. By the way, Mad Max is, um, you can click on his links on our website at bigjreport.com and the Neighbors 2 section and the Outside the Box section. Max has great shows on Wednesday night. Check him out, Mad Max Mix. That's the madmaxmix.weebly.com for Mad Max's mix of music. Thus, the Mad Max Mix each Wednesday night. We'll be back uh, with more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. I want to thank John Gaylor very, very much, our correspondent and supporter of this podcast. You can support the podcast, too. Um, go back to the origination of uh, where the podcast originates from out of Anchor and Spotify. Uh, click on the support button. You can support the podcast, too. We appreciate that very, very much. I want to thank my producers for helping me with the show. Our executive producer, JC, Alex Nunry, our, our other producer as well, and more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. We'll take a look at uh, North Florida Entertainment coming up as well as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. College football coming up, man, this Saturday, August 26th, Navy versus Notre Dame. Florida opens next week at Utah. Florida State and LSU hook up at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. And I believe that's Sunday night, September the 3rd. LSU a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. The Georgia Bulldogs will host what they call one of those podunk junctions, UT Martin, 6 o'clock p.m. on Saturday, September the 2nd. Uh, UT Martin known as the Skyhawks. And Kirby will win that game by probably as many points as Kirby wants to win it by. He'll empty the bench and probably every Georgia Bulldog on the sidelines and helmets and pads and wearing red and black, they're going to be playing in that game. He'll empty the bench in that one. We'll talk North Florida Entertainment coming up. The uh, Jumbo Shrimp playing a little bit better baseball. Uh, here going down the stretch, they, they did win a game. They did win a game last night. I can go to our you know, I type this stuff up and then I go back and look at it to kind of refresh my my memory. We're on we're on Twitter as well, Scott Mullis and Big J Report Scott. Um let's see. Got the weather report up there, two clear skies and sunny and hot in the afternoon in North Florida, high ninety-five, low. Got down to seventy-one this morning, low temperatures in the low seventies mainly. Winds east-southeast at about 3 to 9 miles per hour. 
there's a 20% chance of rain that's creeping back into the forecast for over the next 24 hours. So for the football game at Everbank Stadium this Saturday night, um, August the 26th, kickoff at 7 o'clock, going to be maybe a, at the most about a 20% chance of rain uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. For the football game at Everbank Stadium, the Jaguars hosting their in-state rivals, the Miami Dolphins, kind of in the I-95 uh, football classic, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We all remember the squish the fish game, Dan Marino's last game, the Jaguars. That was the last game I think Dan Marino played was when the Jaguars beat him soundly and badly in that playoff game many, many years ago. So you got the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting. This is the only home game the Jags have had in the preseason out of the three uh, preseason games Jaguars at Everbank Stadium now will be hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Miami Dolphins uh, this Saturday night August 26th kickoff at 7 o'clock p.m. Speaking of the Jumbo Shrimp AAA Baseball the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp pull out their good bats on the road the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 8 and the Columbus Ohio Clippers 4 Final score on Thursday evening, August 24th of 2023. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp now, as the season is starting to head toward its conclusion, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp now 59 and 63, four games under 500 in the 2023 AAA baseball season for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. We'll take a look at some North Florida entertainment coming up next as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. This, my friends, is episode show number 61. When I think of 61, I think about that movie called 61 featuring Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. Really, really good movie to watch that if you ever get a chance to. My name is Scott. You're listening in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We got more coming up. I'm going to tell you, we got so much material out there in episode show number 61 that we're going to go ahead and make this episode show number 61A. We'll get this one out there today. Man, when I got to the conclusion of a long, long episode show number 61, I started hearing something at the conclusion of episode show number 61, all the episodes, and when we concluded them, from all the segments when we concluded them on September the 3rd, Sunday morning, September the 3rd, all of a sudden the episode ended. And even though it's only a 20% chance of rain today on September the 3rd, and of course we went through the, the hurricane, although it didn't affect us in Jacksonville too much, but it did affect some outlying areas, you know, obviously in the pan, I, I should say the, the big bend of, uh, of Florida, kind of in North Florida on the Gulf. And also in central Florida with some, you know, flooding around Clearwater and different areas that really got that storm, the tropical storm, which became a hurricane. I can't even pronounce the name of that storm, but, you know, everybody that was in the path of that storm, we hope you got through it okay. We got really lucky with Idalia is the name of the storm here in Jacksonville, where we got just, you know, rain and, you know, some wind and here at World Headquarters, just a few down, no down trees, but, you know, some down, some downed 
limbs, some limbs that broke off, snapped off from the trees. So we're going to end this episode early, although we got a lot more 61 to go. This is going to be episode show number 61A. We'll go ahead and get this one out there. This is, um, you know, we did we did this prior to the um, Dolphins preseason game. We want to get this out there. We'll call it episode show 61A. And then we'll be back real soon with episode show number 61B for you here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So after Idalia, I'm finishing up 61 on Sunday morning, kind of battling the Internet and everything going on on Sunday on Sunday, September the 3rd, I finished 61 and all of a sudden on, on a day where it's a 20% chance of rain, heck, it starts raining. So we got episode show number 61A in the books. We'll come back with 61B real soon. So hang with us. This is the Teal Shirt Report podcast and the Teal Shirt Report podcast network. Special thank you to our producers, our executive producer, JC, our of course, our producer, Alex Nunry, our contributor, correspondent, and supporter, John Gaylor. Special thanks, too, to David Martin, who helps us with semi-pro football results and info as well. This has been episode show number 61B. Wait, wait, wait let me back up. Episode show number 61A. So we're going to go ahead and get part of episode show 61 out there. And we're going to call this episode show number 61A. We'll come out with episode show number 61B probably in just the next few hours or so. Give you some content you can listen to with episode show number 61A. And then real quickly, we'll come back with episode show number 61B. Thank you for listening. This has been the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Episode show number 61A today brought to you by Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, Saucerility and Capital. LakeUfallahits.com. That's uh, LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where they now have midnight rock during the week, midnight central time, 1 a.m. Eastern time. That's LakeUfallahits. LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio. The Mad Max Mix.Weebly.com. Mad Max is Wednesday night internet radio, Wednesday night musical quest show with classic rock request, music pop classics from years gone by, too. Uh, with the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. You'll find links to Mad Max's show on Wednesday night on our website at bigjreport.com in the Neighbors 2 section and the Outside the Box section as well. Uh, if you're following the XFL, you can review basically the entire XFL 2023 season now that the league is owned by The Rock, Danny Garcia, and Redbird. Go to xfltoday.net. Also want to thank Saucerility and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida. See Larry Saucer, whether it's uh, home, residential, real estate, business or commercial real estate, it's Saucerility and Capital. And we have a link uh, for their website on our homepage at BigJReport.com. Again, Dee Dee McDermott. We're going to be interviewing Dee Dee soon, doing another interview with Dee Dee McDermott concerning you know, his trips he's putting together for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He may be leaving from points up north, points down here in the south. We're talking about elegant time travel and dark diamond entertainment. That's Dee Dee McDermott. So special thanks to our sponsors, Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, Saucerility and Capital, LakeUfallahits.com, Great Internet Radio, The Mad Max Mix, Wednesday night, Internet Radio, Wednesday night, Musical 
request show and the XFL today.net. We're going to wrap it up. This has been episode show number 61A, but 61B is coming probably in just the next few minutes or the next few hours. Keep checking back with us. We're going to give you all the info and the content here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We've been eloquently produced by our executive producer, JC. Special thanks to our producer, Alex Nunnery. And our correspondent, our correspondent and contributor and supporter, Mr. John Gaylor. Thank you guys for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to make this episode show number 61A because we've got a lot of content in episode show number 61. So we'll have a 61B coming up in just a few minutes or a few hours. Thank you for listening again to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening.